What is cracking, Jubanger? Yo, yo, Jubanger. 50G. 50G. 50G right here. 50G. What's yeah. that about? Well, that is about um, the fact that this is our 50th episode, the big 5-0. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Does it, does it feel like it's the 50th? Uh, does it feel? That's a good question. Does it feel like the 50th? No, it's weird. It's weird. Mm. It's um, just basically about a year of doing this. And, yeah. Or a bit over a year. And it feels, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just, I've just done it every week, basically, and just carried yeah. on going. And, what a uh, commitment. So that, yeah. So yeah. when I was typing in like the studio today, I was like, this is studio number 50. I was like, mm. oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. Wow. Um, that is amazing. So just think, yeah, just to think like, you know, started it on a bit of a whim, but just carried on going. It's, um, it's basically 50 episodes. Um, it feels, the thing I'm, yeah, I think in terms of what I feel is like, I feel pretty proud of the consistency. So just mm -hmm. churning out, like keep going. Cause it's not like, I mean, there's no, to be honest, there's like, there's no clear goals with this, except for us to have a good conversation, yeah. put it out there, see if people resonate with it, help some yeah. people out with uh, the kind of conversation that we're having, you know, hopefully just mm -hmm. uh, help people think uh, things through differently, see things in their lives a little bit differently, how they approach their goals, how they approach their health and fitness and help them see those things differently. And uh, so there's never been any like clear goals with it. It was just, I just want to do this and I'm just going to see what happens. And, nice. um, and I'm just, as long as I enjoy it, I'm going to keep doing it. So it feels great that I've been able to keep that up. The, the consistency is just, uh, and it's just a great lesson and just keep going, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. Uh, it's all about continue to go. And, um, and, and it's like a hundred hours worth of conversation, basically. Amazing. <laughs> so tell me, that? I think that's yeah, amazing. That's like, that's like four days <laughs> that is that's, that's a lot of talking and i was going to yeah. ask you like from from the first one that you ever did where it was maybe not quite clear whether it was going to be a podcast or what yeah. it was going to be like how I, I can't remember that first conversation i'm sure i listened to it but how was that first conversation in in from your perspective compared to now like how hmm. how does it feel yeah, it's funny, like the, the first one to me, it was just, you know, it was just a couple of dudes uh, having a conversation, me and Umar, when we started. Yeah. I know Umar was like, uh, when he started and we just like press record, he goes, I felt like I was just, um, just like my heart was racing and I was a bit nervous yeah. about it. And then I felt like I was a bit too interruptive. And, um, but it was like, you know, that didn't necessarily shine through so much. Nice. Um, so it was just like, you know, you just get this kind of hyped up feeling for me. It was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to have a conversation. It was only really like right at the end of, uh, uh, of, of the recording where I was like, screw it. I'm just going to put it up on YouTube. And like anybody like wants That's to go back right. and listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you will hear it, you know, you'll just hear it and say, what are we going to do with this? I don't know. Just put it up on YouTube and see what happens. See what happens. And, um, yeah, exactly. And then eventually put it, um, got a few episodes in and then actually found a podcast host to start distributing with. But um, in terms of the conversation, it's, um, that feels, I feel like I'm, I mean, there's so much to learn in terms of having a conversation. It is, uh, it's, it's funny because it's cool in that sense as well. When you hit record, you feel like there's, there's, a, there's a judgment on you now as well mm -hmm. about the things that you say. Yes. And so I try and be a lot more it, it forces me to be a lot more 
like well concise or actually I'm not that great at being concise but what, I, what it has forced me to do is try and convey my point like as articulately as possible so it gets me yes. thinking a lot more about what I'm trying to say and that's been really really helpful and um, incredibly helpful in fact and then also realizing that if you want a conversation to happen is like you know how do you build off of what the other person says yes. and and it's good at communication as well. It just shows you, it just really teaches you about being present because the moment you lose your presence, somebody finishes saying something, you're just going to be like, Yeah, oh, I don't crap. know. I've got, yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing to say. And you're just going to um, lose the conversation. Like, All right, we're done. Yeah, and that's like, that's, that's how it works. Change yeah. the subject. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I agree. I agree with that as well. It's like, I, the one of the biggest reasons I love doing the podcast is because of the communication, but also the fact that it keeps me present and having to, yeah focus and be conscious about what you're saying I can't I write certain things down now but I can't think about what I need to say and have you ever heard that thing where people listen to answer you can't do that on on something like a po podcast because you I have to listen to what you're saying in order to create a response and so yeah I like the way it unfolds and sometimes our conversations yeah. just go completely off of left field and that's kind of cool as well yeah. it's like well, we go here that's interesting yeah. so yeah it is amazing for communication and i've noticed that the way i'm able to articulate myself even though i've only done five or six or whatever it is is a lot better within my teaching yeah. and within my classes and within in life i think yeah. so yeah. it's a uh, it's a useful thing i think everyone should do a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> or at least talk like you're having a podcast, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it makes a big difference because the thing it does there is, uh, so communication is like you're talking about presence and it puts you present. And then another thing I've noticed is that when somebody's saying something, if you're saying something and then I go, okay, there's this, this and this thing, I feel mm. like I can reel off of it. And then it's actually just taking a moment. It's like, it's okay, take a beat and then just see where you want to take the conversation. Trying to it's have also, that space, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Give yourself that space. And also what's really cool is um, like experiencing what it feels like, the actual experience of not knowing what you're about to say. Like, because uh, there's a lot of times here where we, we say things and we postulate something and uh, and it comes up and I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I've mm -hmm. noticed that feeling now when I don't know about something or rather mm -hmm. I don't know how to articulate it. Something's in my main, in my brain. It's like I know it's somewhere there, but I don't like I don't know how to get it across in the right way. Same. And so I've noticed that feeling now as well. So that's really interesting to know when I'm just going to go and explore rather than come from a place of like assurance, like I know what I'm about to say yes. and, um, and I know what to say about this topic. And that's really cool because um, instead of it being something where it could be like, oh crap, I don't know what I'm about to say and maybe I should shut up. It's instead of giving myself permission to go, oh, I don't know what I'm about to say. Or, I don't really know what's going to come out. Um, I, don't, I don't really know how this is going to formulate, but hey, I'm giving myself permission to do that and I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the pressure off of myself as well because that's really important because otherwise if you're putting too much pressure on yourself to convey something which you're not entirely sure about yet um, you're 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 losing that ability to 
be creative, you're losing that ability to think something through and you're just basically doing it without judgment. I think that's really, really important. I think that's been a big thing. Yeah. And, um, and you know, another big thing on top of that is just realizing actually when I'm just waffling, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you say things. And I remember there was a, like, there was an episode a while back as well, where I was like, I'm just talking. I need to shut up. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm like, I wasn't saying the, appropriate thing and because i realized i couldn't quite get it out the way that i wanted to i kept trying to say the same thing in different ways but it wasn't helping clear anything up and i was like what am i doing and then that made me feel even more nervous and even more like stupid and pathetic and then that was a really big turning point so that was right. like, that was awesome it's like it's okay like you know you're messing things up but it's okay mm. because i went back i evaluated what happened and i realized oh this is what happened yeah. and i need to like stop digging myself a hole when that happens so just hey it's okay um it's a great learning curve so there's been a lot of learning curves from doing this as well so it's like that communication element like how to have a conversation where you're exploring something with somebody else who's got a different viewpoint and um you know you may agree on a lot of different things but you see things in like principally you agree on the things but you see things in different ways sure and and that's really really helpful and um and then yeah becoming more articulate is is that's a constant process is like also being um learning to be in tune with what i'm thinking and feeling so like the words that i'm saying how do they make me feel do i feel like i'm actually coming from a true and honest place or do i feel like i'm just saying words and it's not my truth really because mm -hmm. i don't own that information you know that's been really really valuable because you, i start to notice what it feels like to not be true to myself in that sense that's really really cool and then also discerning when I feel like I'm on the ball and when I'm not mm. is like, you know, where does, where does it feel like my mind goes? What does it feel like? Uh, what kind of, uh, like the metaphor I use is I feel like if I'm on it, I'm delving into a well of information or a well of knowledge or like something, yes. uh, whatever it is. And I'm just picking out of it. And, uh, and those words like just kind of start coming to me. Whereas if I don't feel like that's happening, there's a bit of a block. Maybe there's, you know, there's, there's a block on that well and I just feel like I can't get in there. Yeah. I feel like I stumble a little bit more. And then, you know, I, again, I'm going to keep going because things keep coming about the things that have been super important about this learning process. Another one of them is um, <clears throat> just knowing, like, yeah, being comfortable with, uh, being comfortable with that is, mm -hmm. um, is another thing. Is like, okay, like today I don't feel so on it. So what can I do to put myself on the ball? You know, what can I, what, uh, what works for me to get me in that zone? And, uh, you know, we've got the uh, Evolve Achieve Thrive playlist, which, uh, which is quite helpful. We so, like, have. What guests have recommended and like the things that it, um, we've, we've listened to and then just like few, throw a few songs in there and that kind of helps, you know, just like putting you in the right frame of mind, um, you know, realizing how important it is for me to work out, to be able to feel like, you know, um, allow things to come to my mind so if it's like if i'm not working out if i'm not using my body mm. and it feels like there's um, there's a stagnancy in the way that i think and <clears throat> the way that i approach things and um yeah it feels like if there's a way to describe it it's like you know you're walking through a swamp you know you're just lifting a leg up slamming it they're like putting it through next step slamming putting it through and you just it's difficult to walk through that swampy marsh right yes. whereas otherwise when uh, when i get into my body 
it helps me to actually free my mind and then i'm nice. able to put together like things even more i, I can connect the dots a lot more easily yeah, as well so i don't feel like i've got a block on myself um yeah you can tell clearly there's like loads of things that have been learned from it and obviously the the knock-on effect with that is is like when i see friends and when <clears> i see um family or i talk to them and stuff it's just um the the curiosity like yeah, you know i let that come out a little bit more so i'm more i mean i'm a curious person anyway i mean mm. i wouldn't have started this thing if i wasn't but the um the yeah the capacity to have conversations with people on a deeper level and um and that's yeah that's been super super valuable because i just feel like i mean if it, if it shows anything it's like you know 100 hours of conversation over 50 episodes roughly it's like four days worth of chatting and you know, i feel like i could yeah. just carry on going it's like it just goes to show how much there is to explore about you know the human condition basically Amazing. you will never yeah. be able to shut up about it no and there's always stuff that we're learning as well that we we incorporate into this conversation and and we communicate and we want to communicate about or like research not research but explore and then hopefully that is useful information for other people to take away with them that listen to this podcast and 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 bring that into their life as well it's it is it's it's exploratory isn't it what we do yeah. like we both go away we're, we're studying similar books or we read similar books or we might be reading different books but whatever we we're reading or studying or learning or we come back from our clients with it we kind of incorporate it into this conversation and then that we take away and we bring to our clients in different ways and into our conversations with our friends and family and and it's, yeah, I think it enriches our lives in that way as well. And something I wanted to come back to was that whole thing you were saying about pressure and trying to think of certain things that you're trying to say. And isn't that the way that when you're really, really trying to force something, it doesn't work? Do you know what I mean? Whether it's conversation or a thought process or a just what, whatever it could be, I don't know, uh, in health and fitness, you know, maybe you're trying to force a, a goal that isn't, it, it's, it's almost just a bit too much or it's not quite right. And mm -hmm. I don't know, there was something in that, that if you try and force something too much, it's not going to come. You've almost just got to let it unfold a little bit and figure it out. And that's kind of what you were saying that you do in the podcast. And I think that's what we both do, isn't it? Like, I, I remember I listened back to the podcast just to give our listeners an idea just so I can transcribe and just listen back to try and almost think about what we were both saying. And I've noticed that I've got better at going, okay, I haven't got the idea formulated in my head, but I'm going to keep talking. And it generally starts to unfold as we both start talking and you do it as well. I know that, that you um, probably do it more than I do. And, and I think that's a really important thing to be able to do in communication is just not have a set thing to say, but yeah. to just let it start to unfold and see where it goes. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. It's not wrong, but it's just, you know, let's explore it and try and unravel what it is that I'm trying to say. And, and it generally, from all the podcasts I've listened back to, it generally comes out and it's, it's a useful thing. So that's been mm -hmm. mega useful. Yeah, um, exactly. I, and I was saying, go on, sorry. I was going to say on that note because um, I got invited on another podcast, which uh, the episode isn't going to be published yet. When that's going to be yeah. ready, I'll let people know. 
And, um, and then there was something that I was saying, I was like, again, I was in a place where I was like, okay, we're just exploring something here because mm. I haven't, like, I've got a feeling about this, but I haven't articulated this before. And then, so it's this really interesting sensation of the more I spoke about it, the mm. more of an understanding I gained. And it was more that things started to unveil themselves to me. And so it's kind of like, okay, here's like, here's my level of knowledge with it, which is like, you know, zero It's like, there's nothing. And then when I start talking about it, or rather it's like not articulated knowledge, basically. You have it. You've got start... the knowledge. That's why I was laughing. Yeah. It's like, no, so you've it got like... it. You haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it's just exploring. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. haven't done it yet. It was just exploring. It's like, okay, it's a concept or is a topic. Um, it's like, I'm not going to say anything about it yet because it's, no. it wasn't on my podcast and uh, that'll get revealed when <laughs> that podcast comes out. But um, it was just a topic where I was like, I have a feeling about this. I don't know if what I'm going to say is going to be right, but let's just explore. So, you know, zero information about mm-hmm. it. Start saying some things. And, kind of, you know, you're just fumbling around. But as I'm fumbling yeah. around, that starts to, like, uh, expand itself. So, you know, people aren't watching or listening. Instead, I've gone from, like, you know, having a fist to just opening up my hands and get big. The, the space that I'm exploring getting bigger and bigger and bigger because when I start going down that road, it starts to that starts to span outwards it starts to the horizon looks a lot wider and i'm like oh, okay there's more here that i could explore and i don't and that know which know. direction i'm taking yeah there's yeah. like this well like i start off with not knowing anything or rather being able to articulate it then i go further down that road and then the that that horizon expands itself so i'm like okay the more i speak the more the things options that i see for what this concept is that we're trying to discuss and you know i was fumbling my way through it and i was starting to feel like i was you know getting even further and further in terms of more and more things about this concept were uh, unfolding before my eyes so i just realized i was just keep on talking and i kept exploring and describing these different things and it was a really interesting sensation but um but i wasn't sure that i was making the right making it make sense in the right way i wasn't saying the right Mm. words and then just as a kind of passing comment, I, I was just like, you know, I, I came up with the right way to describe it for me. And I was like, oh, right, all that, all that. I felt like I was fumbling through it and I didn't really know if I was getting my point across. But then without even realizing it, that last sentence that I said about it, to me made the most sense about what I was saying. I was like, oh, I finally got there in the end. <laughs> Wait, isn't that brilliant? Exactly, because you have to fumble your way through it, basically, because that's the point is like you're not going to have the answer in front of you when you do mean you're approaching something that you're not sure about. Um, So you just go down, you know, you you shoot first, ask questions later is the kind of thing or is like, you know, just have a action plan. It doesn't matter how awful it is. Like that's like Jordan Peterson always uh, like he, he likes to say this. He goes, just start something and start badly. And yes. that's so helpful for perfectionists, especially. So, mm. so you start on it, you start terribly. And which is exactly what I did. I was starting terribly. But then right at the end, I just said that one sentence. Which was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. There you go. That's exactly Had how it. I wanted to say it. So, yeah, there's, there's so much value in um, just starting and just doing that thing, fumbling mm. through it. But eventually you're going to be better off for having done that because now I have a way of thinking about this thing, which is a lot more matured than when I started with that as well. And, and then uh, you're and gonna then, you're gonna take that, that more mature level, and you're gonna expand it further as you bring it into your everyday or wherever whatever you're doing, your teaching, whatever. So that's an important thing. Another thing that I um 
uh, as you were talking is um it's just saying like actually trying to relay something in conversation is important for bringing that knowledge forth isn't it so actually trying to um relay it and yeah it was just when you were talking it's like we have we we read so much like in particular we read about neuroscience and things like that we read so much but actually to then try and summarize that information that we've read is hard so these conversations are actually hugely important for trying to almost come to an understanding of that complicated subject that we're reading yeah we we read in particular that comes to mind the book by um, Lisa Feldman Barrett, How Emotions Are Made, which I found incredibly complicated, but actually when we started talking about it, it became simpler to understand. So I think conversation and communication bring out the knowledge that you may have taken in via another format, say reading or online study or whatever it is, or being in a physical course and it almost brings it forward so that you can then recreate it in your sessions or wherever else you are. So yeah. I think that's um, that's a really cool thing as well. Mm-hmm. What yeah, I also you can't really you can't really own that thing until no. you've you know tried to express it. it on that level. Express mm. it, yeah. So when you have that conversation, it's like, you know writing and com- com- having a conversation about it. I think uh, those are the most important ways of understanding. Uh, whether you actually understand something yes. and yes. and so but for me conversations hands down the best one so every time there's there's something that comes up or is like I want to understand this a little bit more I start having a conversation about it and it's like you know, I fumble my way through these conversations all the time because mm. I'm like okay there's three cons there's, there's like three overarching themes here for this particular concept and it's this and it's this and it's this okay and then I'm like, all right, what am I going to do with that? And then I just mm. start going. But the thing is, I'm consolidating that knowledge within me. And then I have questions that come up. And those, and by asking questions, you, you're, you're firing up the part of you which is looking for an answer. And that makes you more in tune and uh, more related to the, to the unknown, right? You just, mm. you, you get it a lot more. Because if you're asking questions about the thing that you've just like learned and then try to articulate, and the articulation leads to questions, and it's like, okay, good, that means you're getting a handle on it. Because if it mm. didn't lead to any questions, if you're just like, yep, 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 okay, it's like, no, I understand. So, yeah, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think you do. I think uh, you have to go. All right, well, if I feel like I understand it, I'm going to ask myself a question about it, and can I answer that question? You mm. know, it's like, okay, well, this it seems like they're saying this. Is that correct? yes or no and based on the thing that you've read and um but other people are the ones that are most helpful in helping you discern that as well because you can go i don't know together and try and figure out or you you, figure out person yeah one person knows and the other one doesn't and uh, therefore you've taken on some new insight but yeah whatever that's why i've said it so many times on this podcast is people just have conversations you know just put your shit down, like forget about social media. It's like this, this is what it's about. It's, yeah. This is how you get to know people. This is how you get to understand yourself um, and understand you know, what you're truly about. And, and yeah, you get a hell of a lot more richness uh, from that kind of experience. I also think just from what you were saying there, it depends on personality types as well. It's like this podcast for me is like a it's like a safe space to explore communication and I feel comfortable doing that. And I think 
maybe it, and I've been in lots and lots of different study situations and sometimes I don't feel as safe to ask questions and explore and and feel comfortable doing that do you know what I mean so I think it it definitely takes uh, I want to say a certain sort of person for me anyway to feel comfortable exploring do you know what I mean it's it's mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily ask questions with lots of people and I, I'm not sure where I'm going with this but I think sometimes maybe people might not feel safe but safe and I I want myself in particular in my sessions and where wherever I want people to feel safe enough to be able to ask questions with me as well and not feel that they're asking something stupid or that they feel silly it's like that's a really important thing for me so that people feel that they can approach me and I and I guess what I'm getting at is that in this podcast I feel comfortable enough to explore most things and it's not always the way and I think mm -hmm. that's to do with maybe different personality types and that's just where I was going with that so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah like you know the kind of person that you are um yeah, changes how you how comfortable you feel in the environment here. And if you're a more extroverted, for example, then if you're in a group scenario, you're probably going to be the person just like leading the charge in terms of asking yeah. questions, you know. Or if you're a bit more introverted, you're like, yeah, no, I'll just you know hang back. Let me see if I can feel a little bit safe, uh, yes. safer in this environment, and then I'll maybe ask you know questions on a bit more of a personal level to the yes. instructor when I get that one to one going on. But um, uh, but in either case, is like ask questions, you know, because mm. um, that's a, that's the best way to acquire acquire the the information and knowledge that you need and seek for being in the place that you want to be in. Because in and to make that more concrete, it's uh, when it comes to health and fitness, it's like um, there's things that you need to know, and in a lot of cases, it happens often. Where it's like you know, just set that one piece of information that you provide to the client, which um, triggers that transformation that's worth yes. the worth the fee that they pay you for the whole program mm -hmm. because they're like that was really really important for me to understand or to hear or to know um, and you know that changes that, that can change the world so if you don't mm -hmm. ask the question then you're not going to get that transformation so ask that question you know I had a good example of it um, a little while ago where one of my clients uh, recovering from a knee injury mm -hmm. and and started getting uh, anxious about whether it was a there was a bigger problem there and in terms of like you know okay i've had this injury but could it be this on top of that i was like look that all that stuff would have um it would have come out in your imaging in your assessments with your uh, with your practitioner so mm -hmm. don't even worry about it because somebody else was making him doubt it who was not a professional like just somebody he was talking to but that's always and, the way isn't it yeah because they're like yeah you know make sure you do this and that because it got missed mm -hmm. on my friends it's like look they don't know what they're talking about because yeah. there's so many factors that are going on here but for you specifically this is not this is a, this is not a problem and it was like the relief that i felt was like thanks i really needed to hear that that was that mm -hmm. was a big deal and um and if i wasn't there to basically support them in that moment, then they could spiral out of, um, out of their rehab program and, mm. um, and then continue to, you know, just go off, yeah, off kilter and it just messed everything up. So yeah, it's, uh, it's super valuable to be able to ask that question so that you have, uh, you can rest assured. 
That's really interesting about your client. And it's made me think about, you know, when you or someone comes to you and they've had that kind of unsolicited advice or comments. Like I've, I've had instances where a client's come to me and they've had a C-section or a diastasis recti, which is an abdominal separation, which we've talked about in a previous podcast. And a flippant remark from someone that wasn't trained, but within the fitness industry, saying that, oh, they're going to need surgery, where they've had no assessment from that person. It was just a flippant remark. And that changed everything. And and it was like, and it was a real lesson to me as well. It's like, you be careful with your words at any point. It doesn't matter whether you're in a, in a session with a client or where it's like, and I've had unsolicited advice over the months and years, um, especially recently. And, and it is just be careful with those flippant remarks because people will take that flippant remark potentially and run with it. And it really affected this client it's like do I need surgery I was like no you do not you do not need surgery it's absolutely 100% fixable it's it's I don't know why anyone would say that but it, it was just it was like a real learning curve for me that your words have such power and you have to use them so wisely and I know you can't be on your guard every single moment of every single day and you do say flippant remarks and you don't mean it or it came out wrong and that's and that's fine, but in, in particular with, especially with medical advice or advice that you don't know because you might have heard or your mate said it or that, it's like, I think just especially when we're in this industry, it's like, do be careful with your words. And I'm always very careful when someone comes to me to not poo-poo anything else that they've done within their recovery. It's like, I've done this and that and this and that and that. And I'm like, great, that's brilliant because we know that that doesn't work and that's that's fantastic that hasn't worked for you and that's okay everything they've done is brilliant but maybe if we try this that's good and i i just think it's so important you know it's almost if you if you say oh well that physio that you have was terrible and it's like it's going to make them feel awful so yeah. i just think it's like that's amazing that you've done that like your words have such impact that's amazing that you've done that let's try this and see how that works. So yeah, it's just that unsolicited advice, just from personal experience as well. And I know it comes from a good place and I know it comes from a place where people mean no harm, but sometimes it can, it can be harmful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. It's just, um, yeah, I mean, thinking about this case, thinking about your, what you're saying there as well, it's just, it comes out of you just you don't yeah you just don't realize what the the effect is going to be um and also also yeah i just i kind of love how the um uh the i love uh, like so because i'm thinking of an example here i love how this always works out as well i remember mm -hmm. after a jiu-jitsu class uh, years back and um one of the one of the um one of the guys one of my rolling partners was like um, so some like I feel like this is happening with my knee. You know, can you can you let me know? Like, can you give me some tips about it? And obviously, there's a protocol. Is like, okay, well, first of all, 
I'm not a physio, I'm not a chiro osteopath or something. I'm not going to be able to do an orthopedic mm. assessment on this kind of thing, but yeah. I'll gather some information. And if there's something useful I can give you, great. If there's not, then uh, I'm going to suggest that uh, anyway that you go and see someone, right? Because that's your first port of call is like, let's just rule out anything pathological. 100%. Yeah. So it's like, ask me that question. But there were a couple other guys there who have had knee injuries and are currently training with knee injuries. And before I could even say anything, they started chiming in, right? The way. Yeah, like, yeah, my, you know, my knee does this, so, you know, maybe you want to look into that. And they were just talking, and I was, I was just so curious about this phenomena, right? Yeah. So I just let it happen. So I was just yeah. like, okay, um, I've been the one who's been asked the question, right? You guys don't need to chime in, but you are chiming in anyway, and the things you are saying are, first of all, ludicrous. Like, <laughs> you're still struggling with that same injury so don't feel like you can give advice on something and uh, and it's not your place so all of that was going on it was fascinating the, the number one thing that was which was actually for me forget about like you know you're trying to give advice on something that you actually mm. have no idea about the number one thing was i was the one who was asked the question and other people tried to answer it right and i'm like how how rude is that? <laughs> Number one is like, you've got no place here. This isn't between you guys and this person. It's between me and this other person. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of hilarious as well. But you know, that's what happens is like, you know, you, it is what you, you do something, you feel like, uh, um, I don't know, having an injury makes you an expert in the injury basically is, uh, is just generally what happens is like, well, depends, but <laughs> in most cases, it's not going to do that no. because in most cases you don't really know what you're doing for that recovery. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, that, that kind of thing just fascinates me. How just it, you know, it, there's that initial yeah. jumping into the conversation. I think it is that, I, it's like I say, I think it comes from a place of, of good. People genuinely want mm. to help and give their, their information that they've experienced, but it, it is thoughtless at the same time. And I don't know why this word came to mind, but it's a little bit arrogant as well. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but it's like, oh, I know better. I've had it. So, and it's like, yeah, yeah. but you're not a trained professional. It's like, I have a back injury and I'm a professional, but that doesn't necessarily, I have experience with spondylolithesis, which is a lower back pain condition that I have, but it's going to present differently in everyone. So never presume for a second that, you're going to know exactly how this is going to play out. Yeah, I have a good idea, but it's it's always going to be slightly different in everyone that you see. Mm-hmm. And I've had that so many times when people will just bat in and talk about mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm like, oh, you do yeah. you know this? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please, take center stage. I'll let you. Carry on. Yeah. And But yeah. I, I get it a lot. And what I find really interesting as well is when, I don't know, People will go that know you really, really well, or family members will get advice from other people about stuff that you know, and and you're kind of the last person that they ask. It's like, this is my job, this is what I do, but Mary down the road has uh, given you the information that you need, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's not quite right, but okay, carry on, <laughs> and come to yes. me when you need me. <laughs> Yeah, well, that well, the thing is, there's something I don't know the exact term, but um, it's something to do with peer bias. Basically, you know, you, you're that person is a family member or a friend yes. is like um, so they see you as a peer. So 
they don't look at you as an expert in this field. Yes. So, um, especially if it's like, especially if it's like, you know, you, like older siblings or parents or something like that, it could, it could just be, it's like, it's not necessarily yeah. the case for me, but um, I've heard other people is like, oh, you know, he's just like, he's just doing that training thing, you know? Well, this is what happened with like, uh, for example, um, some uh, uncles and um, they're like, so when are you, when are you going to, when are you going to, so when are you going to become a physiotherapist? I was like, I don't want to. When are you going to get a proper job? <laughs> it's like, I don't, yeah, no. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't care. It's like, that's not my thing. So, um, <laughs> I just had, I had actually had a comeback in my head, but I just couldn't say it. I was like, there's no way I could say that. It's, uh, it's going to ruin some family relations. But anyway, sure. the, um, uh, but yeah, it's like that whole, uh, they see you as a peer, so they don't see you as an expert in this particular thing. So if they're going to ask you that question, uh, well, they won't, they're going to ask someone else first. They're going to get somebody, some information from like Mary down the road, <laughs> like you said. Or Google. And then yeah, or Google. And then there's like dude sitting here, like, I can assess you, I can prescribe a plan for you and you can get better from this. But yeah. nah, it's like, I'd rather <laughs> take Mary's advice. It's, yeah, um, and, and I but get it's just, that. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just actually, it's just common to happen, and that's why, you know, I tend not to. Um, like I said, if I'm going to work with friends, and I have done in in the past, um, yeah, and especially more recently, I just, like you know, I clearly demarcate the lines as well. It's like, well, I'm going to treat you like a client, so you treat me like the pro here, and um, it's and yeah, and it's, yeah, exactly. As soon as we establish that relationship, it's like, cool then things are going to work out. If that's not going to happen, then it's not going to work out. So. Has it ever, uh, I wonder if I can ask it, has it ever affected friendships having worked with or, or been a, a professional with a, a client professional relationship? Has it ever, I don't know, changed a friendship or anything like that? Do you know what I mean? Mm, no, it's a good question. And for me, um, it hasn't. No, it's like they were, I mean, like back in the day, because now I work on a program basis, I don't do session by session, right? Because yeah. for me, it's like, I need to, I need to be involved in that transformation journey. I'm just not mm. like, oh, here's, here's something and then just run with it and see what happens to you. It's like, I'm actually interested in, and committed to your change. It's like, yeah. I don't want anything less than that. And um, so for me, I just, ad hoc sessions, I just don't do them anymore. I just... Uh, they don't they're not where I want to be other people can do them that's completely that's really fine cool. because def yeah there's completely a place for it but for me it's like well I know I know the journey and I want to support you on the journey so it's more important that we we do that than uh, for me to do ad hoc and I just don't enjoy it as much but when I did and I did do ad hoc sessions it would just be you know I'd work with people for a period of time and mm. then after that it would yeah, like friends, I'd work with them for a little bit, um, just, you know, give them a few sessions and that was it. That was that. It, was, it wasn't really anything that got in, uh, got in the way. Mm. But, um, but yeah, you can, you can imagine. <laughs> it's like, actually, I don't know about you, but there's because I've got a lot of long-term clients. So then what ends up happening is they, like, they end up becoming friends as well. You know, yeah. it's like, I know these people, I see them more often than I see my family, you know, <laughs> which is, which is when you think about it like that, it's like, that's what the case is for most people when they see their trainer, but it's yes. also sometimes it's the case for us as well. And, and so you can end up, yeah, you can, you build relations with them. You get a great rapport with them and, you know, you, you become pretty friendly. I've been out to like, you know, dinner and drinks and stuff with clients in the past. And then so that's when, and that's when you have to start 
drawing tricky. yeah I know. the draw, drawing the line is always like okay i get it and i'm going to be friend friendly here but then also you know just get back into just get back into pro yeah. mode as well is um yeah it's it's interesting to uh, work the boundaries it is and i think those boundaries are very very difficult and i mm. i think over the years i've become more boundaried with that kind of thing like I wouldn't necessarily I, I get very friendly with my clients make my, no mistake but I don't really talk about me or my life I don't really tend to go out with my clients because I feel like for me anyway that I want to maintain that boundary and uh, uh, one person aside who has become a very very close friend um, everyone else I tend to keep that boundary with and I think it was some actually it's, it's an interesting thing like I remember when I was a personal trainer at a gym near where I, I live uh, one of the trainers he said this bit of advice to me and I always always take it to hand even now and he was an older guy and he was like a phenomenally amazing boxing trainer and he was so wise and so worldly and he turned around to me and it was just quite a flippant remark and he was like never talk about you in your sessions dude they come in, they ask you how you are, you say you're fine, and then you get on and you listen yeah. to them and you don't talk about yourself. And it's just something yeah. that I've always, always maintained because he's right. He's damn right. It's their session. They don't need to hear about my life. It means not, it's, it's not important. It's like, yeah, they can ask me little things, but this is about them and this is about me trying to change them. So they don't need to know about me. And I think I've always taken that with me wherever I am and I don't know if that's weird or not because it almost makes me sound a bit robotic but I feel like that's a really important thing for me so that I can maintain and give that that good professional session Joe you know? yeah I've got a new name for you what it's like number 27 on the list yeah I like now. robo Jude <laughs> <laughs> So you said robotic, I was like, I can do something with this. Robo juju. <laughs> See, that sounds like Powerpuff Girls type of, <laughs> like cute, robo juju. No, 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 like, no, I don't want that. No, no, no. no. Robo juju. Yeah, I love like, it. Uh, or like Dex's Lab. I think it was Dex's Lab where it was a baddie was um, Mojo Jojo. I think it was that. I can't remember. Oh, God, this is bringing back some memories of childhood. But then there's, uh, yeah, so you could be like, Robo you know, Robo Juju. I want to be, no, 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 I want Robocop. Yeah. Robo Jude. Yeah. That's Robo me. Robo Jude. There oh we go. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, so you become Number Robo Jude in your sessions. I counted your names up the other day. I've forgotten how many you've got now. I think what, we're at number 20. The number of nicknames you've given me. Yeah, I think we're at Lord. number 20. Lord. That's, uh, I mean, that's epic. I mean, today, 50G. Marking 50, 50 episodes, 50G. 50G. Uh, you know, kind of got inspired by what well, inspired by 50 Cent, but love 50 yeah, Cent. That's I guess there's another one. But there you go, Robo Jude. So you're Robo, Robo Jude in your sessions. Or okay. You you no. flip between Robo Jude and Robo Juju in your sessions. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And it's not that I'm like mm, mm, mm. I'm you know obviously like personable yeah. and that, but I don't relay i don't sit there going and another thing happened and then he said this and, do you know what i mean i just don't do that oh god if you Such did that i mean bad form. yeah and i'd be i'd be like get off the podcast i'm done with you <laughs> See, uh, yeah exactly and then well, this happened it. 
and this happened and da, da, da. Yeah. Um, anyway going back to something um, that I mm. wanted to say and I don't know if it's relevant anymore but it was just about how family treat you like a peer and uh, and so I started working for quite a big online platform um, which is aimed at healthy aging and older people and the reason I knew about it is because my mum started doing sessions and classes and things like that and and I was like oh, that's amazing that's brilliant like they, they literally have like cognitive stuff like all around book club and that kind of thing and um and so I, I I managed to get one of the roles as a presenter doing Pilates classes and it's the first time that my mum has ever done any of my classes or anything mm -hmm. and it's really interesting I actually find it quite nerve-wracking having her in my classes <laughs> It's like there's 300 people in these classes, but I find it quite nerve-wracking that she said because she's never seen me teach before, and it's um, and it's a weird thing. Like I think I feel nervous about anyone that I know really well coming into my classes and watching me teach. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird thing. So I guess my question to you is like, have you ever had anyone in in your sessions? Or I, I know you don't do group classes, but have you ever taught? really close family um but yeah they're like family like um a, a little while ago training my brother um his business partner shad so okay taught the boys yeah, another friend as well yeah I've just yeah I've, I've taught yeah i've taught the boys taught friends and um yeah that was okay i think i think it's like uh you really want them to do well with it is, yeah. is what comes up for yeah. me it's it like because they're yeah. close to me is like oh, yeah just i, I need really to be good to for you yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need to like, do my best more like well for me it's more like i really want this to work for you you know yeah. it's like yeah. I just i know this i know this can work for you i really want this to work for you so that's the tricky part is like you know, just going back to what you're saying about mm. forcing it sometimes a little bit it's like you can mm. want something too much and and that's tricky so yes. i've got better at creating that boundary as well like with friends and friends and family yeah, uh, but it's only it's through good. having having gone through it. But um, but yeah, I mean, like nowadays, it's just us, you mm -hmm. know, having conversations. If they've got something they want to know about it, then mm -hmm. it's like, hey, yeah, um, have a conversation with them about it. Or you know, if they need to see someone, I'm like, you should go see this person or that person because they'll help you out. Um, yeah. Mm. What about you? Uh, other than other than my mom, I haven't really taught anyone. Close to me, and it is weird. It's it's bringing up that I get quite nervous with that. I think you know, if you were to sit in on one of my classes, I think I'd be quite nervous. Do you know what I mean? Or like some of my like friends, and and I don't know what that's about because I, I I am <laughs> I am essentially a performer, and you know that's <laughs> that's my background. So yeah. and I think and another thing that's happened recently is one of my old boss, who I used to work in a Pilates studio down in Rygate, um she's recently moved and she started to do my zoom classes and i found that really nerve-wracking so i think it is just that i'm like i don't know it's like is is this is this what you expected like my teachings change yeah i don't know it's it's just i want a bit like you i want it to be the best thing for them i want it to be a good experience and it's not like oh is this good enough it's more just like oh, are you getting enough out of this i think it's that you know yeah. so yeah it's a it's a funny thing when you have people that know you really well sit in or or you've worked for sit in and and do stuff uh of yours yeah it was just a a, a funny thing but 
Mm. Used to yeah, it. It's got me. Yeah, it's got me thinking. I think. Um, I think for people that I know, I think I'll be okay with. But then it'll be. Um, then people who I've learned from, like uh, mentors or yeah. um, have taught me, if they were watching, then I think the nerves kick in because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be bullshitting my way through this. Yeah, that's like, what it that's is. What I don't, that's what I don't want it to come across like. So yeah. it's like, if I'm doing something, I don't want them to be thinking, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yes, <laughs> there's that, there's it. that, there's absolutely right? it as well, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's, um, that for me is... Um, is uh, is what it it is probably where i where i get well i say probably where i get nervous but then again i've changed like you know i've changed how i approach things every time for example you know how it is with neurokinetic therapy Mm. like the level the three levels you've got to certify for it so you practice um you practice and you book your practical session in and they basically test you out on a practical level to see if you understand what the protocol is and how to do the the testing and uh, the protocol itself but um, I never, I never, kept, I, I never bothered me. It wasn't like I was, uh, because I've heard so many people like everybody's like, oh, um, I'm really putting off booking my practical session in. You know, it's like I really need to get good at this, this, and this, and this, and this, and I just, you know, get super stressed about it. Whereas for me, yeah, that, yeah. But I was just like, no, I'm just going to go in. If I screw it up, I've learned something from it. It's fine. Mm. And um, so you didn't care about failing. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't didn't yeah I didn't care about failing it so that was yeah that was really interesting where it's just like I'm just gonna go in yeah fine yeah I'm good I'm gonna do it mm. and uh, see see what happens and um, and I'll learn a lot from that practical session with this person as well it isn't yeah. to say that uh, well actually it's, it's not true that I didn't care about failing because I didn't want to have to go through it again like you know book yes. the process book it again because sure. <laughs> there was there's an expense there as well but um, but mostly it was just I'm cool to actually just do this practical and and see what happens, and um, yeah, I think it would be uh, yeah. So in that kind of learning environment, I guess that's maybe that's a little bit different, even though it's a test, and I need to make sure the person testing me understands, mm-hmm. thinks I understand what I'm doing. Um, but if it's like you know watching in on a session, yeah, that could be. Yeah, then, yeah, what's really, yeah, what it's made me think is what's really interesting about that is, like, you're putting a spotlight on everything that you do. So mm-hmm. then you have to question yourself, um, how right is it that I'm doing this thing? You know? mm-hmm. um, I think that's really, I think that's, yeah, that changes how you, you view what you're doing. And yeah. that's a good lens, that's a good lens to view it from as well, because sometimes, um yeah, it's like it's certainly happened in the past more where it's just like, you know, you go through, you can go through the motions or you can just feel like total shit or something, something's happened, mm-hmm. your your mind's not in it and you just feel like you're going through the motions a little bit. But um, but this goes back to what I was saying about getting in the zone for the podcast, for example, is mm-hmm. like do the things that you need to do to get in the zone and just connect. And so I do that a lot more now as well. So I feel like I'm a lot less often going through the motions and... Mm-hmm. And, um, but also it goes back to what I was saying last week. I think it was when it's like working with your ideal client, when you're working with your ideal client, you're a lot more fired up to, uh, well, people who are not going to half-ass it, people who are fully in, mm. you're going to, uh, I'm going to bring my A game every single time to that. Um, and, uh, because you're just a lot more fired up because they're fired up, you're fired up because you're fired up, they're fired up. You know, it's just that it's constant, 
um, feedback loop um, <clears throat> or feed forward loop. And, uh, and so, yeah, so because that happens more and more as my career has gone on, I'm just working more and more with the kind of people that I want to. I've always jacked up to bring my A game for them. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so that's interesting to uh, think about how you're, you know, if somebody who you look up to in your field is like watching what you do, how would you, how would you approach it then? And how would you approach your sessions? How would you approach your programming and stuff like right. that? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, then it's like, how different would it be? And it's like, if you can say it wouldn't be that different, um, that's great. You know, that means you're doing the best you can. If it's like, actually, there'll be a couple of things here I would shore up on, or I'd make sure that, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm 80% of the way here. But maybe this 20% is just, I need a little bit more clarity on, I need a little bit more help with or something like yeah. that. I think that's, um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's always a good lens to, sessions from right or just practice with people absolutely and I you saying that I actually think I use that quite a lot I mm. without really thinking about it it's something that I used nice. to I forgot to say but I said something I used to use in performance quite a lot or when I was nervous about performing or going in for an interview or whatever it's and, and this is slightly different but it's um how would so-and-so approach this interview or this performance so someone that you really respect or a mentor how mm -hmm. Or if you're struggling with a certain situation, like how would your mentor or person that you have a huge amount of respect for, how would they approach this situation or performance or um, exam that you're about to do? And that was always really useful. And I kind of apply that now. Like, don't get me wrong, I get really, really nervous about teaching in front of 300 people. It's it's a very surreal experience. I love it. At the same time, it's like where I, I thrive. But... I get terrified as well. So what I often try and do is like, what if I have, say, for example, so one of my mentors is Kathy Dooley, who's an anatomist and she's an amazing lecturer and I've done a lot of her, her courses. What would she think of the exercises that I'm teaching? And obviously I teach from a lot of the stuff that she's taught me. So I'd like to think that she would be happy with what I'm relaying to 300 people and so I think I take that quite a lot. Like, what would these people think? I think what I find difficult and nerve wracking is if someone doesn't know the exercises or doesn't know how I teach, what would they think? Um, for example, with someone like you, you wouldn't necessarily come into a Pilates class and do all the exercises. So it'd be like, what would you think of how I blend all the exercises together or it's like like my my friends like what would they think about how I blend everything in together and I guess I would it's, it's really weird but I think I find it more nerve-wracking from that point than from maybe someone like Kathy who knows the exercises that I'm teaching and why I've blended it the way I've blended it do you know what I mean or mm, say yeah, another Pilates yeah. teacher so another Pilates teacher like all oh, right okay she's doing it like that um but also Pilates teachers because I teach quite differently. So um, they might be like, why are you doing it like that? Why aren't you teaching belly button to spine? Yeah, so it's different people would make me nervous for different reasons, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think, I think that's, um, well, the whole topic in itself has got me thinking about um, you know, a question that I like to ask myself when I'm executing on something is, um, will this do? And if the answer is, uh, if you have to, sorry, 
if you have to ask yourself the question, will this do, mm-hmm. then invariably it won't, right? Mm-hmm. So you just see, see where it goes with that. Because if you're just sitting there and you're doing something, it's like, will this do, will this do, is this enough? And if you're asking yourself that question, invariably the answer is no, it's not gonna be enough because you've asked yourself that question because you can finish a piece of work or you can mm-hmm. finish on something and you can, you can be like, that was it, that was enough, that'll do. Okay. And so there's, 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 there's things to explore there with that because yeah, there it is. even goes back to earlier what I was saying is like starting a plan badly, right? Starting mm-hmm. off on something badly because then you are gonna ask yourself the question, will this do? And if mm-hmm. it doesn't, uh, but you have to start, right? So yeah. it's one of those, um, yeah, there's an interplay there is uh, like, don't be so perfectionist, but also don't, don't, um, don't produce something or do something that's substandard, you know, that's below yeah. your standards. So Absolutely. it's like, if you're going to do something badly, at least make, <laughs> at least do it up to your standard of bad. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, that's something worth, uh, finding where there's a healthy level ground level playing field with the two would you reckon I I think I think definitely but I also what came to me when you were saying that is it it may be about your personality as well because I I will do something to as high a standard as I can but I think there's also part of me that is like will this do or could I have done better and I Mm -hmm. think I'm always pushing myself to wonder about that and could this be better? Am I happy with this? Yes, I'm happy with it now, but will it do in the future? I think I'm always, I've got that bit of dopaminergic uh, ideal where I'm like, am I happy with it in the long run? I don't know, that's just what came to mind. It's like with my program at the moment, which I'm, I'm getting ready to put out, I'm always thinking about is what I'm putting out will it do is it good enough i think it is but i know in a year's time i'm going to think differently i think and it will be better um so i think it's okay to have those will it do moments Hmm. but um also being confident enough to go yeah actually that is good so do you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah, because where i'm going like where i'm thinking with it now is also like, uh, you know, the things that I start off with, like the programs I've created, like mm-hmm. online, um, I'm working on an online lower back pain program specifically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got my online coaching program. And when I was starting with that, it was just like, don't try and be too perfect, just get the yes. bare minimum out. Yeah. And so I think, I guess it also comes down to following some basic rules as well, yes. where, um, and just knowing what your baseline is, is like, will this do as a first draft yes absolutely can i get can i get this out there and with this bare minimum will that be effective yes and the answer is yes that's great and um and then like you said 100 percent, you will get better at um, knowing what works better over time as well but it has to come from getting that thing out in the first place so i think it's like you know set your 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 base level um you have to, yeah, you have to be kind of honest about that as well, because I know for you, especially, you really struggle with like, I have to have this perfect, right? And uh, if it ain't, if it ain't up to this, yeah, <laughs> if it ain't up to this level, then I'm not going to put it out there. But mm-hmm. I know that what you've got, like, I've, I've seen some of the stuff that you've got, right? And I know what yeah. you've got 
is actually fine the way it mm. is right now. The, you can part, you can push it out there, but there's just that part of you just like I'm not going to let myself do that. It's I'm not going to let myself put it, it out. There. It yeah. is confidence. So, it's it's yeah, like so it's will of, it sell? It's that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Will people resonate with it? Is mm. it okay? And I think that's yeah. where I'm coming from when you were saying it's like, is this enough? Will it do? And for someone like me who is a huge perfectionist, it's like, no, it's never going to do. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's like you have but, to be yeah. okay with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because then, it, you know, you start to learn that about yourself or you do mm. know that about yourself. But then you have to um, ask yourself, like, you know, how useful is it to me to have uh, to be on that level of perfectionism? Yeah. And um, and in most cases, it never is. Right. It's never that yes. useful because no. <laughs> you just you just don't get out there you don't put yourself out there you don't do the thing that you need to do you don't like you know your program doesn't go out there you know oh, i know um, because you don't know something maybe like 100 percent inside out then you don't um coach somebody the way they need to be coached mm. and uh but it's like no it's okay because you know there's a baseline that you do know and you just put it out there so I think, um, and then going through, yeah, having gone through that process myself is like, I've always had that thing is like, well, it takes me this, but this, 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 and this, and this, and this effort to get this thing to be exactly how I want it to be. So that's just a lot of effort and I'm not going to do it. Whereas okay. if I start to, and whereas if I start to think about, you know, okay, what's the basic level that I could get away with and mm. I'll build on top of that, that's entirely different. Then. I get a sense of relief from that and I'm like, okay, well, if I just get this, aim for this level mm. and then I won't be asking myself the question, will this do? I know it will do and I okay. can get that out there and then I build on that and then I build on that and then I build on that because ultimately you're always going to be improving that thing. Yeah. It's, um, you know, again, it's just like, that's like a microcosm of life as well. It's like life is always just like, you know, improvement, build on improvement, build on improvement. Yeah. Um, you don't just stop because it's one of the things I said a little while ago, which was, you know, if you're not expanding your horizons, you're moving backwards mm. because you're, you are constructed for novelty and, um, and challenge. You, you need novelty and challenge to get a sense of fulfillment. And, and that is like, you know, starting to put that into place with knowing what, like, being honest about the base level you can get away with. So you don't have to ask yourself the question, will this do? And um, and then keep aiming, keep aiming for better and better, but keep building on that because mm. you get better feedback from that as well, right? You get better feedback Absolutely. from having given that basic level, seeing how that works out and then how well it works out, how well it doesn't, you know, how well it works out and the things that you're learning about and the things that are missing from it, you can keep recalibrating rather than creating something and nice. feeling like it's, you know, it's perfect, but then you've got to tear it down from the beginning uh, from, right down to the base level because yeah. um, you didn't realize that it wasn't the thing that was needed. It happens a lot with goals as well. I think with, um, uh, with goals, it's like, you set your how up and you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to get to, um, like weight loss is a good one. It's like, okay, this is, I need to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to just go about it. This, this is, uh, that means if I do it in 10 weeks, I'm going to lose a pound a week and I'm going to do my calories like this. And I'm going to work my training program like that. And then bam, two weeks in, you pick up an injury or out for six weeks. Yeah. Now what? Right. So is it like that, the how, uh, because you had the how, that's completely changed 
and then it throws you off and you're like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm, I'm going I'm to miss out and you feel like a piece of shit. But really, like what's, what's even more important than the how is the why, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that, that Friedrich Nietzsche line, which is, uh, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So nice. if you have that strong why, so like what does it actually mean to you? Like visualize and feel what it means to you to, to drop that 10 pounds. You know, whatever your goal is, drop that 10 pounds, um, get out of back pain, start going and playing the sports that you want to play, mm-hmm. feel more muscular, feel more confident in your body, all those different things. What does it actually mean to you? And what does it actually look like? And what does it actually feel like? Then it doesn't matter what happens with the how, you know, you, you will make it happen one way or another mm-hmm. because that why is really, really strong and really, really important. And so you you create that stronger why and then that how just gets taken care of there's another great line i think it's a author called tom robbins not tony robbins tom robbins okay says, um, um stay committed to your decisions but stay flexible with your approach you know nice. that ties yeah in i like exactly, that really nice which is yeah you've got your commitment to your goal and you know what it is you know what it looks like you know what it feels like but life always going to throw you a curveball so you you just run with it and you just be flexible about how you get there. Mm. And um, it's like, uh, it's not, yeah, don't be too stringent about it as well. So, and keep moving forward in one way or another, because if you keep having to try and be perfect with it, again, you're going to stop yourself from moving forward. So absolutely, um, just, it's like, yeah, those all or nothing days is like, oh, you know what? I ate a croissant for breakfast. That just means the rest of my day, I just, it's it's out the window. I'm just going to, you know, eat pizza for lunch and then, Go and have a freaking burrito, yeah. Um, yeah. like three burritos for dinner or something. It's like, no, that's not how it's it works. It's not necessary, so, is it? No. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, you know, one little fumble doesn't dictate who you are and what you're trying to achieve. It's like, it's um, okay. It's like, it's only 9.30 a.m. By the time lunchtime comes around, you can change how that worked out. You know, you just recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to be perfect about it. Just stay in committed to decision, but stay flexible in your approach. And uh, make sure yeah, that why yeah. is strong. That's really, really nice. And as you were talking, I also thought about it's all about belief and adaptability as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you have to have that belief and and create that belief. If 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 you haven't got that for your why, that you can believe that you can get to that that why, then um, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it as well. And I think yeah. and maybe that's why I stumble a little bit. It's like having the belief that I can get there and I know I can but it it just takes a little bit of time doesn't it but also just being adaptable things do go wrong or if things change or like life throws you a curveball as you say you can be adaptable and and work around that curveball and Mm. continue to to reach towards that why I guess as Mm. well yeah I'll take it uh like I'll I'll build on that a little bit Mm. which is um you don't necessarily have to be adaptable already, but okay. if you have that strong enough why and you believe mm. in that why, that will make you adaptable. See what I mean? Because yeah. it's like nothing yeah. is going to get in the way of you doing that thing because that why is yeah. so important. You're not going to throw it out the windows. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you will you will start to find a way. It may be unfamiliar territory for you. I mean, I mean, it always is, right? It's like you're going for something that you haven't achieved before. Yeah. So it's always going to be unfamiliar territory. And you might be worried that it's okay if shit goes off, off kilter and you're not on, not on plan, not on point with that plan, you know, what am I going to do? But you re-tap into that belief and that why. 
and mm. then it gives you that source of power. It's the source of your power to move forward in whatever way you have to. So it's kind of, in a lot of ways, it's like it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter who you think you are or what you are. If you believe in that thing strongly enough and if that mm. why is strong enough, then you will become adaptable. Mm. You will become all the things you need to become to achieve that thing. I think, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, like, I think, you know, shout out to Sam, you know, Umar's client who we had on the podcast. I think it's episode 26. Uh, if I remember I'm that. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, um, she's somebody who just never cooked before. All right? right. So she had this goal. It was like, needed to lose weight. It was in like, whole body was in pain. And um, she would, she never cooked. And then as soon as like, Umar was like, okay, we're going to need to, we're going to need to do this. We're going to need to change this up. She's like, fine. Completely changed there and then because that why and that belief was just so strong. Nice. And um, and it didn't matter. It was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I have i don't know how to cook. I've never learned to cook, but I'm going to learn how to do these, uh, create these meals for myself, which mean that I'm going to be out of pain and I'm going to, uh, and I'm going to feel good in my body and I'm going to lose all the excess weight that I don't need. Um, That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's because that belief was there. It's because that why mm. was strong enough. And, um, and yeah, it's incredible. Whenever you see that play out, that's what we're inspired by. That's that's the kind of stuff that we see. It's like why, yeah. you know, for example, David Goggins, for example, he's like, he's super, he's like super out there in terms of he's an incredibly intense dude. But mm. you see where he's come from and that belief that he instilled in himself. And uh, yeah, I've seen where he's come from, yeah. Just, yeah, mm. and it's just, it's that's what's hits home is just inspires and it's it's like it's amazing and inspiring when you see the end product like you see what he is yeah um and but it's the thing is it's simple it's like it's not easy but it's simple it's like he just started doing the things that were important for him to do. yeah yeah and mm. he just carried on doing it and he's just that kind of person who just takes it to the extreme but you know, if, if there's anything to take from it, it's just like, it's just fucking do the thing. It's just mm. start and do the thing and you keep taking one step in front of the other. And, um, you know, crucial thing we talk about often is like, you know, appreciate every step that you're taking because it's important mm. to celebrate the steps because you're like, I'm moving, I'm moving forward. You know, I'm creating, I'm creating something here. And you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And this is mm. you know, one wonderful thing about um, what I've learned by doing this podcast as well is like we've got to number 50. I don't even realize this is number 50. Not because, not just because time is crazy, like warp speed, fast, whatever. Yeah. It's more like um, I just, you know, you just wake up one day and I've hit number 50. And it's happened, because, yeah, because you've implemented just, the steps, yeah. Yeah, you just keep going, like week on week, just keep going. Just yeah. one step at a time, yeah. just keep going. Absolutely. Mm. that's also lovely and as you were talking it reminded me of something that I've read recently so I'm reading a book at the moment um called how to do the work by and I can't remember her surname but I think it's Nicole Perrier. I can't remember she's a she calls herself a holistic psych psychologist and um in the beginning of the book she talks about a client of hers that has MS or someone that she met who had, I should say, or is, is uh, in remission from MS now, but she had MS, multiple sclerosis. And she was told by many, many doctors that that was it, it was you know, never gonna happen. She was never gonna get better. She couldn't run, walk, whatever. She was just bed bound, wheelchair bound. And she just 
started to create this belief and implement little steps into her everyday life about the belief that she was going to get better or that she could have a better life. So she started it, the, the way she started, she just started by having one glass of water in the morning to help her feel better and to give her the encouragement to move forward. And then she started journaling. So she'd have a glass of water and journal about what she wanted for her future self. And then that's how it spiraled. She started to implement other steps and um, like, I, I can't remember what else it was, but after so many months and maybe a couple of years, she's now running. And I just thought that was a beautiful thing that you start with one thing, having a glass of water, even though you're in a really, really dark place and it's a really bad space, but you're gonna put in these tiny little steps to work towards feeling better. And then you journal and then you take a breathwork class and you do all this stuff to implement those changes. And before you know it, like you were saying with the podcast, it's slightly different obviously, but you're in such a different space and you've done all this stuff and, and look at where you are. And I guess that's kind of what I got from what you were saying, that it does take belief and the why and adaptability to, to bring yourself into that different space. It might be really, really hard and it's gonna, it's not just an easy route, but it is simple. And you've yeah. just got to keep going day after day. Absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. That is, that's a powerful, powerful story is mm. just, just take a glass. That's how straightforward it has to be. Glass of water. And then, yeah. And then when you look at it in like, you know, grand scheme of things, two years later, she's, you know, essentially living a life she's running when she was told that she's never going to be able to do it. Kind of yeah. That's beautiful. It's yeah. And then like, it sounds like a lot, but at the same time, in the grand scheme of things, like two years to have everything in front of you after that be exactly mm. how you want it to be is that's priceless you know you don't want it's priceless it's like, two years isn't a lot though g is yeah, it like exactly. when you look at things it's yeah. not a lot i mean it's been all. a year and we've hit like 50 episodes i'm like what that doesn't yeah. even feel like is that long it's, it's so weird like that's is this is where like time really gets me because i had this really mm. great one where like um i was just remembering with a client uh, as well raminda um she was mm. on the podcast as well because she's just like you know awesome personality to just go for it and just smash Amazing. what you want to smash. Yeah. It's like, you know, we were working together for six months and, and the thing that I thought was, is like, you know, the, all the wins that she came up with from having done the program mm. and I, you know, where she is now after having done it is, um, is, is incredible. And it's just, uh, it makes me think of, you know, the passage of time and what you can do with that passage is like, if she didn't do any of those things, she wouldn't have those wins and she wouldn't yeah. know the things that she knows about herself yeah. now, like what she's capable of and getting back to doing things that she's loved and has missed, but just didn't realize it. Yeah. And it's like, imagine like, yeah, imagine that six months of not doing that. You just like, you, you're the, I think of it like I look at it like, you know, um, like kind of on a graph, you're starting, you're a dot on this point and it's like, okay, like that bottom axis is time and mm. uh, the top axis is kind of fulfillment as well. Mm. It's like if she hadn't done anything for those six months, she's just kind of moving along like potentially, yeah. I mean, she's the kind of person who's always going to do something useful with herself. So, but just yeah. like for the sake of argument, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of people who wouldn't, but Mm. Um, and she will find some level of fulfillment, but there's like, there's, there'll be people who just like, just go along and you'll end up being straight on that line. But what ended up like instead made a decision and then 
went out that way instead. Amazing. So the level, like, you know, over that time, the level of fulfillment and what you get out of it beyond, beyond all of that is just way, way up. So, yes. and it's, it's a crazy divergent line, uh, two lines as well. So mm. it's just like, just make that decision. Just make that one decision. It's like, it can be a small step, but it's, it's the start of something big. And if you do it regularly and you implement it regularly over time, who knows where it's going to take you. And yeah, that graph for some people might not look like that. It might be like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, but, but you will mm. get there. It's like yeah. transformation is messy. Um, yeah. but you will get there definitely yeah, exactly That's so, so cool yeah yeah it's what's um it's kind of yeah it's kind of it's a prerequisite it's like it's going to be difficult <laughs> mm. but uh it's simple but it's difficult gotta, yeah. yeah yeah that's why you got to want it enough that's why the why and the belief is got to be stacked up and mm. uh, you've got to you've got to come up with all the reasons why this is important and then believe you can pull it off like you don't yeah. uh, you don't have to have all the answers but you just start start believing in the outcome definitely that's no, really cool yeah sounds like a good place to leave it today yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah like, cool um, yeah it's just you know shorter than normal but that was just a, that's all right it's a nice little perfect spot and yeah. um you know first of all like before we finish i just want to say for everybody who's been on the journey with me with us for the 50 episodes and for everybody who's tuning in now um, just really appreciate it. It's like, it's amazing that we get to kind of talk to you without really talking to you. Um, it's, it's amazing that, you know, we've got people tuning in every week who are interested to hear what we have to say and are getting a lot of value from it. So I'm super, super grateful that, uh, people are tuning in and getting value from this and please share it with other people. If you feel like, uh, the value that you're getting from it is worthy of other people's attention as well. Um, just help the podcast get out there. You know, it's like, uh, please feel free to leave us a review on um, uh, Apple Podcasts, especially um, if you're enjoying the content and um, subscribe to the show on whichever uh, podcast channel that you are watching on or listening on. So that could be Apple Podcasts, it could be Spotify, it could be uh, Podcast Addict, Podchasers, wherever, like Apple, uh, Amazon Music, uh, we're everywhere. So uh, tune in and subscribe to the show from there so you never miss an update. And um, yeah, just really, really thank you for tuning in and if let us know what you think of this episode. <laughs>